What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up, and I got my boy, Luell, with me. Say what's up to the people, bro. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? Amen. And this show, today's podcast, is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book, download, and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash sx. S-N-D-L-S, over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player if you still have one of those. Brother Lil, do you have an MP3 player at this moment in time? Yeah, my phone. Your phone? No, but do you have an MP3 player? No, no, okay. No. Do you know anyone that owns one? No. Okay. Well, Audible, I don't know why y'all got that in y'all copy, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might want to Oh, no. but uh, yeah, man. How you been, bro? I've been good, man. Just grinding, busy. Always busy. Yeah. Man, I know last night was a good night for you. It was FB Live, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all was out there doing y'all thing. That's right, man. Um, Luell, I want y'all to know who y'all are listening to right now. And I don't care what time that you listening to this in your life. Just know at this at this moment in time, you are listening to the founder, Pastor. Yeah. Of Ever Hope Church. Yes. You may not have heard of it, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't even know it existed, you know? Mm-hmm. But just know that it's going to be one of the dopest churches in Portland. I can guarantee you that. Come on. Tell them why, bro. Tell them why Ever Hope is going to be so impactful in Portland. I think the reason why it's going to be impactful is because we intentionally being diverse mm. and multi-ethnic and uh and specific and also we communicate to this generation through um you know what do you call it uh just uh, inventive amazing ways to communicate with this what you to this generation using technology mm-hmm. you know what i mean we believe in uh multimedia mm-hmm. we believe that man you know people are consuming content on their phones nowadays on the go they don't come to your church all the time to hear preaching that you can just download and podcast and listen to somebody better to preaching than you but if you can come up with some content with video arts and media there's no limit to the way we communicate at ever hope church through to hip-hop to poetry to short film documentary vlogging mm-hmm. um, podcasting any forms of media so now and you guys are going to have maybe not the first it'll be the second mm-hmm. Beyonce style worship service is that is that correct, my brother? <laughs> nah, <laughs> y'all not having Beyonce church at, nah. at Avro. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, y'all, I want to welcome y'all once again, man. This is the this will probably be the first episode of the Religion and Worldview series where we're going to go through a various amount of um, religions and worldviews and have people that um, profess that faith or worldview to break it down for y'all. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited about this, mm-hmm. bro. This is like peak socks and sandals this is like the reason why i started it you know what i mean like i yeah. honestly i started to like i kind of wanted to debate religion like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and then i slowly realized mm-hmm. debating religion is kind of dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> you it know is. what i mean you I got two so. people that are standing firm in their belief mm-hmm. nobody nobody's really in in the context of the conversation yeah no one's really right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody is justified in what they believe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's the point of that, bro? Let's mm-hmm. just learn. That's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's just learn about each other, mm-hmm. learn about each other's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the people that are on the sidelines watching and listening, 
let them decide what works mm-hmm. or what what's logical or what you know whatever yeah. whatever preconceived notions we have in our mind mm-hmm. forget about it it doesn't yeah. matter you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um i'm glad you're on this journey with me bro man that's a good approach you know what Word. i mean it's to listen and actually to listen i, I think in your 20s you, you you're right and you know everything but dang when you hit your 30s you realize man i need to learn some stuff <laughs> i don't know nothing Word. and um but that's the approach i've never been a I mean, now I don't I don't believe in debating. I believe in listening, and I believe you can learn from anybody, even if they don't share the same faith, Man. you know what I mean, or background. I've been learning from all walks of life, and I believe I'm, I believe everybody got nuggets of truth out there. You just got to listen, because uh, as long as you want to grow, you can humble yourself and listen to somebody else, even if you don't agree with them. But there's something that can really encourage you and inspire you, cause you to think different. Even other people's religion, the way they even devoted to their religion, mm. makes me more dev- makes me want to be devoted to my religion. Yeah, you see how my, hard, hard you know, they going? It's like, man, it's like, what, what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I feel like we can, like you said, man, we can always learn from each other. I feel like just listening to other people, mm-hmm. like that's a it's a fast track of learning. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm probably never going to read the Quran in my life. No, there are going to be people that will probably never read the Bible in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they could at least hear some genuine words from a genuine believer of that faith, mm-hmm. then it gives you a better outlook. And then you might start digging into some stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just like it breaks the, what does the Bible say? It breaks the fallow ground. Is that is that something? Am I, till, am I on the right? Till, till the ground. Till the soil. I don't till know. Till the soil. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, if it's scripture. <laughs> you, know, you, know but, the, you know what I'm saying? There is that concept. The, the yes. fallow ground, my the brother. Ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. So... I'm gonna just go ahead. We, let's let's get into it, bro. Mm-hmm. Actually, before we get into it, by the time you guys hear this, the NBA Finals will be over. I want to give a shout out to Steph Curry and the Warriors <laughs> already on a great season, <laughs> even though they got one game to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's a wrap. What you, what you think, bro? I think it's a wrap. Less unless the referees help out. Oh, you know come on, come on. Man. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Let's, on, let's the referees help out. But Why is it when the NBA come around? We always talking about the refs every yeah, year. It's bro. true. I mean, it's a business, a multi-billion dollar business. And wherever the multi-billion dollars are at, trust me, there's some uh, manipulation in there to make, you know what I mean, to make the game seem more exciting. You know, you know the NFL, speaking of that, you know uh, the uh-oh. NFL mm-hmm. is actually, the only, it's only two organizations that's labeled entertainment. NFL and WWE. NFL is labor. Yeah, the, the way they filed their nonprofit or their organization, they labeled it as a. Um, I forgot the specific name of it, but they it's 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 labeled the same way the WWE is labeled. Mm. The WWE controls the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. The NFL. If somebody will sue the NFL for catching the NFL for manipulating games coming from the top uh, in court. NFL will be um, untouchable because that's the way the paperwork is filed. Oh, how did you find that out? I found that out. <laughs> I, uh, I was researching and I, yeah. on um, I saw YouTube and I saw some Google research and, mm. and that's why that's why XFL that's why Vince McMahon been always wanting to do football league. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Mm. Mm. So that's the huge debate: is the players can't express themselves and entertain the crowd, but. At the same time, that's what the NFL is all about. It's entertainment. Like, mm. So, man, yeah, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. A little fact, little nugget right Word, there. I appreciate Go that. Go fact bro. check that's... that, though. You know, <laughs> everything on the internet ain't 
Yeah, sure. let us let us know if you're telling the truth, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So let's get into it, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go ahead and ask you, man. Mm-hmm. What do you believe, and uh, how did you come across this belief system? Man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I believe there is. I believe there is a supreme being, and I believe we're all spiritual beings first. Because I think the evidence of that is that, man, when you're gone, your physical body is, is, is just here and it goes back to the earth. But that invisible quality uh, goes somewhere else. Still a mystery. Um, but I believe that's wherever our body, um, wherever our spirit goes, is the true realm. So I believe in the spiritual realm. But since I believe that, I believe there is a king of spirits and the creator of all spirits. Sounds all right. crazy. All right. But um, I believe in... A God who is supreme, who has supreme authority, who always was, and never was created, but always existed. That's that's kind of what I believe. In a short term, for I believe. So in if a you God. had to, if if you had to identify with a certain group, mm. or if okay. you had to name so your belief system, my brother, yes, sir. So Protestant, Christian, um, Protestant. Why why yeah. not why not Catholic? Uh, Catholic because. Um, <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> why not catholicism um because because from what yeah i've been told yeah by other people mm-hmm. that are not christians yeah is that you know christian catholic is all the same yeah they say it's all the same because the, the concept is the same meaning mm. you know there's a jesus there's a mary there's a holy spirit there's it's it's the concepts is the same okay um but not uh not uh literally the true true uh like it's not it's not exactly the same that's all right so what so what makes it what makes it protestant as opposed to catholic uh protestant is actually uh it's another word for protest okay you know so like colin kaepernick yeah colin kaepernick so he's a he's a protestant football he is he is (laughs) he's protesting and that's what makes every nation great what are the odds folks yeah (laughs) that frees people up when people protest man man that's, what, that's how you start a revolution, man. So, yeah. So to a Catholic, would that make you? No, I'm just playing. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always in the base. <laughs> well, so yeah. So you said Protestant. Well, that's how I describe it more. Yeah. Evangelical, they call it. I don't mm-hmm. get what even that what that means, but mm-hmm. um, that's why it's, it's more just yeah. Like if you would say, that's what that's what North American Christians going away from uh, Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, North American Christians is protesting against the system, the religious system that controlled the people, right? Which is Roman Catholic, you know, yeah, Catholicism. Okay. So, word. So, um, were you were you born and raised in the church, or how did you kind of come across Man, the belief system? My, yeah, my background's a little different. I, I wasn't. I'm not gonna get deep into it, but um, I grew up um, in short story. Uh, take a short story, but. Um, let me let me back up. Okay, I was born in a different type of group that was started off as Christian and it got weird. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, my parents stopped going to church. We went to Christian church and we had Christian values. So yes, I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. So that being said, though, is that you know, as a young child, I, you know, you believe everything your parents tell you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I just I was always those unique kids that man you know I was a I'm a thinker to this day and I was a thinker back then I used to ask tough questions within my head so I'm very analytical 
that being said is that man um i felt like jesus was real to me in the whole you know um, concept of christianity felt just resonated with me it felt like i knew the difference between hulk uh, Incredible Hulk and Superman than Jesus. I felt I, like I could tell as a kid, you know, comic books and all that type of stuff in Greek mythology as you get older. I don't know, something Jesus really resonated with me. Mm. I felt like he was always there because I went through a lot of crazy trauma as a young child and I felt like the hand of God and I felt like this Jesus that I was told about matches up with the Jesus I felt mm. as a young child. And I said, that sounds like the Jesus that held me when I was lonely and I was in foster care and uh, confused as a child because of the trauma that I went through. So, Word. Yeah. Man, that's what's up, bro. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you grew up Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any struggles or trials along the way that was like kind of shook your faith? Mm-hmm. You know, in your at whatever yeah. point, whether it's high school, twenties, uh, mm-hmm. or just recently, you know what I mean. Like, how have you I, I think stayed? The, the biggest trial was just um, if I can backpedal. The biggest trial, like growing up, um, that will that will make me question my faith because yeah, you believe, like I said, you believe everything your parents tell you, but then you get to a certain age where you have to think on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, but it always stayed with me. The faith in Jesus Christ and Christianity in general always stayed with me. Mm-hmm. But um, that concept stayed with me, but I think the biggest trial and the biggest hurdle was just ignorance, not knowing enough about the faith that was taught to me. Mm-hmm. Just little passed down stuff, but never, never uh, discovering for myself because my parents went away from the church, and but they kept the Christian values. But at the same time, they didn't really practice it as strong as somebody would be a part of a community. So. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the. Uh, we wasn't compelled as my as my my brother and my sister wasn't compelled to. Hey, I'm about to read the Bible today. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We wasn't compelled to do that. We were just like, yeah, we have our faith. I have a blunt in my smoking a blunt at a party, chilling, getting at girls and say and debate Christianity and let people know that I'm about Jesus. But mm. you know what I mean? But mm. so I had to. I had to. I had religion, but I never gave my life totally to. Um, I had religious. Um, what you should call, I call it, but I never gave my life totally to the faith. Mm. I never gave my life totally to Jesus. Okay, and I didn't know how. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't think I was taught how. I just thought you have your faith. All you got to do is believe and just chill, and that's it. Word. You know what I mean. So that was the challenges. I think it's. I never doubted Jesus was real. I felt him, like it wasn't just a intellectual. I felt him. And I, I just knew in my spirit it was truth. It's hard to explain, but I just. I was the ignorance was my biggest hurdle at that time. So I didn't serve the Lord. I knew about God and I, I didn't practice the faith. It wasn't until I was in uh, years when I was like 19 and 20, uh, depressed as all get up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember this. I remember walking to the bus stop. I was living with my parents, grew up my afro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My afro was banging. The reason why I mentioned that is because. I was so depressed. I didn't care about the little awkward stage you get when the afro hit. I was so <laughs> depressed. First, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. It's I'm not like, even. It's not even enough. You're looking like buckwheat half the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was depressed walking to the bus stop, man. And I remember, like, I used to think about suicide. That's how down and out I was. All my friends and bounced. If you didn't have no, couldn't put up on no weed or nothing like that, it was like, oh no, we good with you then. Mm. So I realized, man, there ain't no real people out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember walking to the bus stop, and I remember saying, man, I'm lonely. I ain't got nobody else. 
thinking about like even my funeral. I was thinking about like, man, would people care about me? You know what I mean? If I died, I wonder how people face will look at my funeral. And I remember saying all this stuff and that's how lonely and dark it got to the point where it was so selfish and self pity that man, I was like, man, maybe I should commit suicide and people would care. Wow. But then like, as I was walking to the bus stops, thinking these thoughts, devil is a lie. It was a thought in my mind that, and I heard it's like a voice that says, how can you be lonely when you have me, when you know me? And I was like, and I heard that voice, but I didn't want, I knew it was God, but I didn't care to listen to that voice because I was busy trying to just maintain my self-pity because self-pity is addicting. You know, it's it's something about that. It's like, it gives you you depressed, but you, you you at the same time, you get this dopamine, you get this high from being self pitied. I don't get it. It's weird. So people that in they self pity out there, get out of that. You know what I mean? But um, then I said it again, like, man, I'm lonely. Then I heard that voice again. How can you be lonely when you got me? So that happened three times and I was frustrated. And I was mad because I knew about God and I knew God was real. But at the same time, I was like, I want to do my own thing. I want to live my own life. But it's amazing how the voice of God and the conscience of God was just chasing me down mm. when I was trying to run away. And that's how I knew God was real, too, at an older age, just hearing his thoughts in my head saying, man, how can you be lonely when you have me? And uh, that was the first step of just, like, the Lord pulling me towards him. Like, it was more personal. I, mm. I wasn't in church. I, I didn't know nothing about theology. I, outside the Bible, outside theology, it was, it was uh, for people that don't believe, it was a spiritual being pulling me towards him. And that characteristic matched up with the little bit that I did know about the, about the Bible and Jesus. Mm -hmm. That he loves and he, he, uh, he goes out and pursues the, the broken, the lonely, and the sinner, whatever. You know, so. So, um, how many... How many suits did you own at the time? <laughs> how many pairs of gaiters did you own? Um, how many pocket squares did you have? How many days per week did you go to church to become a Christian? Like, what was the what was the criteria, the requirements to become this Christian? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think everyone knows what it takes. Like, yeah, because you gotta go to church every exactly. Sunday. For six months straight without missing, or you got to start off. Is that isn't that how? Yeah, it goes? I think you got to pay your tithes first before you oh, become before you yeah tithes at the door. Yeah, and not, not in service. No, nah, at okay. the door, or then you have to go through membership in order to be okay. <laughs> no, it don't work like that, man. <laughs> um, Tell the people how you how do you come to the faith? When I came to the faith, it's amazing, like man, or just in in general. Yeah, and I mean. Like, yeah, fast forward to the knowledge I know now, and be, be honest with you, back in the day, I thought you did have to wear, dress a certain way, look right. a certain way, right. pay a certain way, mm -hmm. and um, uh, to play that certain part, Gotta put on your church, <laughs> pay to play, exactly, <laughs> and uh, put on your church clothes and put on that smile. But um, um, understanding who Jesus is, is that you don't, you don't, it's not about what you do, you know, it's about, you know, what you believe. Mm. And, uh, he, he just said, matter of fact, there's some Pharisees that came to him. They know all about doing. They know all about dressing. They know all about paying. They know all about the religious duties. They have the outward appearance of religion, of being in the faith of Christ and um, faith in God. 
and they came up to Jesus and Jesus was teaching. They came up to him and it was like, Rabbi, teacher, what shall we do to be saved? Like what works? They, they specifically use that language. What works? What type of outward appearances and duties that have to perform in order to gain your approval? Mm. And he just says, only work you need to do is believe. Is believe and trust in me. Mm. And believing and trusting into anything or someone, you have to abandon what you already know. Mm-hmm. Whatever's blocking you from trusting. Word. So he'll just basically, all your religion, all your outwards, all your gators, all your the things you think you have to do before I receive you, mm-hmm. you might just want to leave those uh, behind and just just abandon your thoughts and your ideas and just trust that I'm gaining, I'm giving you this free uh, free life and free salvation, you know, to cleanse you from all your wrongs that you, you've done, that you was even born with, that you didn't, so... So to become a Christian, for everyone that's listening, Mm -hmm. you need to trust and believe in Jesus. Yeah. And what is it about Jesus that you need to trust and believe in? Trust that that he is God. Mm -hmm. He is the truth. He is the only truth. And he is the only way to get to heaven and to get to the Father. But the key thing is trust that he... The work that you couldn't do, the work that humanity could not do, um, uh, by earn by getting righteous or being right with God, know that Jesus did all the work for you. That's the whole point of the cross. He says, humanity is owed death because of one man's disobedience. If you know about the word, it's the Adam. Adam ate that apple. It's disobedience, not so much the apple. Because Eve ate it first and nothing happened. But um, <laughs> it was disobedience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, after that, man was self-sufficient, self-survival. So what Jesus came to do is say, you know what? I'm coming in, stepping in, and I'm going to take I'm gonna take the bullet. I'm going to take this L for humanity. And we have to trust. And he did that. He, he, he died on the cross. He rose after three days. He, God cannot stay dead. So what happened was... Um, is that the question is, are you going to believe that or are you going to believe that you deserve the guilt, you deserve the punishment or you try to earn yourself to uh, receive the salvation for free? So when you say he died and he took the L for humanity, like mm-hmm. what, why did he, why did he do it? Mm-hmm. What was the purpose? <clears throat> the purpose of why he did it is because, like I said, we was all um, facing death, but he says, you know what? And everybody know the famous scripture, God so loved the world, God so loved humanity that he came down to die for humanity. Mm-hmm. And whoever believes in that, trust in that, and receive that free gift um, has eternal life. But the reason why he did it is because we are all, and there's a scripture, Colossians 121, it says we are separated from our creator, separated from God through our evil thoughts and actions. And uh, just like the, just like there is a court in a justice system here in America and, and all across the world, it's just a shadow of something in the spiritual. There are spiritual laws, there's normal laws, there's a law of gravity um, that is considered a law, and law is a legal term. And uh, if we have it in the physical, believe me, it's in the spiritual realm, whether you see it or not. So we broke that law, and um, Jesus came to say, you know what? Instead of punishing you, I'm going to fulfill that law and uh, fulfill it on your behalf because you deserve death, but I'm a die in your place, 
and if you receive my work <clears throat> it's like you died but I died for you if you receive my work then you shall be saved mm. I don't know okay yeah that kind of touches on a little bit of, of the meaning of Christianity um, I'll come back to meaning in a bit mm -hmm. in, in a minute let's get into origin mm. so what's the what's the origin story of Christianity um, the origin story of Christianity was as far as origin like, of, what do you mean? of humanity oh. origin of the world of, of the universe oh the universe mm -hmm. um, uh, only can go by my biblical worldview word yeah. obviously yeah that's what, that's what and mm -hmm. it goes to the origin origin um, God that we worship <clears throat> in the Christian faith we believe in the beginning actually it says it in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning God that's it but after that <clears throat> excuse me after that he says in the beginning God and it says created so therefore we, we, we can't help but conclude that God that we serve is a creator God mm -hmm. he created things so the origin he felt like out of himself he wants to create the universe and he wants to create earth so he created an environment but then he had man in his mind he had humanity in his mind so he says wait let me create the environment so god created the world mm -hmm. then he created humanity he created man and then in his likeness <clears throat> to almost be a representation on his new creation for him an mm -hmm. uh, image bearer to bear his image to uh to reflect him so he created he created man to rule on earth and he, him to rule in heaven and have relationship between heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's that's the origin story of like God created. But what happened was God, everything God creates, he gives free will. He doesn't force anyone to worship him, to stay worship him, but he creates uh, free will. He gives them free an opportunity, you know. So man was never perfect before the sin. And the Bible says that no no one's perfect but God, even if they don't sin. Angels that he created um, to Adam and Eve was not perfect. The difference between Adam and Eve, um, between, I mean, Adam and Eve were not perfect. They were innocent. That's the difference. Mm. See, they were innocent, but what happened was um, they became guilty. It's all judicial language in the Christian realm. Mm. So what happened, they was People always say, if you, hear, you go to churches, they always say, God came to redeem to make us perfect again. We never was perfect. We were innocent, I mean, righteous. We were right standing with God. Mm. So we, we were, so that's what happened. So Adam and Eve, they were innocent, but they got deceived by another created being that chose to go against God and to deceive um, mankind. And they bought into it. So they, they pretty much um, disobeyed God. Then humanity was corrupted ever since. Mm. And God has been on the rescue mission to redeem his people because he loves them so much. Word. Yeah. So, um, I've never heard that saying before. You said we were not perfect. Mm -mm. We were just innocent. Yeah. And if you hear, if you hear the word perfect in the Bible, even in the New Testament, mm -hmm. it's, um, perfected or perfect it's maturation it's mm -hmm. maturity mm -hmm. you know Ephesians 4.11 talks about the gifts of the church mm -hmm. the job is to um, pastors and 
you know, inside the Christian church, pastors and leaders, it, their, their job is to build up and to pour in all the knowledge and wisdom of God to build somebody up to come to so they can be strong in the faith or perfect in the faith. Some translates it to say, but really mature in the faith. So it's never a we can't contain we can't we, we, we can't try to uh, what do you call it? Um, try to strive for perfection, but we got to strive for righteousness. That's the difference. So, mm. yeah. But did he not? Isn't there a scripture? Because you know I ascribe to Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm trying to. Oh, you do? I thought you was Muslim. Oh well. I'm just messing. Well, the bean pie that you seen in the kitchen, <laughs> I didn't bake it. Okay. <laughs> no disrespect to my Muslim. I don't even. That's probably a derogatory joke. It is. Do they, is what is that? Is that some ninety? Is that some movie no, they, type no, stuff? No, they really. They still sell. They still I'm from it? Los Angeles, man. Okay. They, they was on the corner selling bean pie, and bean pie is delicious. Yeah. It is. They did that to like, man, uh, to put money in their ministry. Yeah, to get nothing money. wrong with that. Yeah, you know, like a uh, like a fish fry or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, you know. So, so uh, it won't cause diabetes as much as the Christian uh, fundraising, will it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's in bean pie. No, I, I, the reason why I go straight to bean pie is because uh, was it? Don't be a menace. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, they had bean yeah, pie. It was like, it was like, it's like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. And he's like, he said, I was like, bean pie, my brother. <laughs> bean pie. Oh, shoot. Um, I forgot. Okay. So, uh, didn't Jesus say, did he say be perfect? No, he said be holy. Yeah, be holy like I'm holy. As I am holy. Yeah. He didn't say be perfect, though. No, nah, he didn't say mm. be perfect. He said be holy. Holy, another word for holy is obviously set, set apart. apart. Yeah, but yeah. it's not just set apart, though. Holy is consistency. If you like look up the real word, it's consistent. That means I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like mm. I am a consistent God. Okay. You know what I mean? That's why he went against hypocrisy, which is the opposite of consistency. So he went, you know, that's why he hated hypocrisies for so long. That's that's the opposite of being holy. Mm. You know, holy and righteous. So he's all a man, be consistent like I'm consistent. Mm. Meaning, you know, you you know, so that's just that's the difference. Holy people it's like, hey, if you go act all spiritual in church act all spiritual at your workplace <laughs> don't be hypocritical speaking of hypocrisy i'm glad you brought up that mm-hmm. word my brother um what does christianity say in your opinion or just whatever your knowledge may be um if it's a fact what does christianity say when it comes to how you're supposed to handle in thought speech and action um, when you when you come up against racism or mm-hmm. white supremacy, speaking of hypocrisy, what like how do you attack that from a Christian worldview? Mm-hmm. From a Christian worldview, I attack it like Jesus did, mm-hmm. you know. And Jesus, if you if you if, if you want to if you want to know a historical document and the only spiritual, um, I think I, I you know I'm not huge on all religions, but mm-hmm. I tell you what, Jesus attacked racism harder than anybody that walked the face of the earth mm. um, um, human race in specific but yeah I attack the same as Jesus did Jesus came on this earth to reconcile us back to the father because we are separated from him and he just came to be like a Dr. Phil if you will <laughs> to get cats in, uh, in uh, right relationships and whatever Dr. Phil be doing Anyway, uh, that being said, is you that lo- you lost me? Though. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't even know. I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Either. I tried, man, because I don't even. I I don't even remember last so time. So you said Jesus Dr. is Phil. white? Is that what you said? No, no. <laughs> Jesus is white. He got blue eyes. 
Hold It'd on. Be, Hold on, brother. No. I'm about to be Jesus. out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> the white man's religion is that's that's another topic. But um no, so um first of all, Jesus is definitely not white. Um which is frustrating to be honest with you. That's a whole different topic though. But mm. first young my younger years, when I pictured Jesus, I pictured those propagated photos. That like, they passed like, out to us. That passed out to on us. On the and fan. Where you, and where you see. In the church. In, in the church fan. All yeah. black church waving a white Jesus. It was, yeah, that was something else. And mm-hmm. that, that's that's a, another form of white supremacy. Word. And it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, but that's a whole different uh, topic. But I will attack racism. And this is actually my heart cry. Mm. The same way I will, that Jesus attacked it. Mm. So Jesus came in a time where... Um, it was so much racism and more slavery than ever before, actually, in this, this Roman rule in this time. And what's so crazy that Jesus, he attacked race in order to reconcile all, everyone together so we can be reconciled back to the Father. Mm-hmm. So it was these two group of peoples, the Jews and the Greeks, or Jews and the non-Jews, and they were straight up... As in Gentiles. Right? Gentiles. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and they were straight up racist. Bottom line, you know, they called them dogs. They was half breeds. Samaritans was half Jew, half something else, and half breed. They were so who was racist to who? The, uh, both, uh, but the everybody. But racist. everybody was racist. But the Jewish people had more of a had more more clout. Mm. It was just like just like in America today, white people have more clout. Mm. They created the the society that we live in, the privileged society. Um, they have the leverage. It was built for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, so it, it was it was definitely definitely in that regard when it comes to um, cultural. But the Roman Roman Romans ruled even over the Jews. I was gonna say Rome. It was yeah. yeah they the weren't Roman, Roman. Yeah, the Romans. There was under. I'm talking about when it comes to ethnicity. Um, it was a lot of race racism going on in Jesus. Jesus actually the people that thought they had clout, which is the Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, he checked them mm. and checked their racism. And he mm-hmm. says, don't you get it? If you really interpret scripture the way you think you interpret scripture, you understand that I was, I'm for everybody. I'm not about y'all elitism mm-hmm. and y'all racist acts towards Gentiles. Those are my people too. I got a sheep that's not of this fold that I'm after. And mm-hmm. uh, they didn't like that. Matter of fact, in John, I think it was John, somewhere in John, but when Jesus was talking about himself, actually in Luke, in Luke chapter 4, um, Jesus is talking about basically the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He quoted a scripture, Isaiah, out of the Old Testament. Mm. And he says, I came to free um, the captives, open the eyes of the blind. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fulfilled to this day. They was like, wow, this dude can preach. This dude is real good. He's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his hometown. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus brought up and he's quoted another scripture. And it was a scripture out of the Old Testament showing that God favors not just only y'all, but also another ethnic group. And it was uh, it was about um, it was an Old Testament scripture about how God healed an outsider, somebody that was not of the Jewish race. Mm-hmm. After they after he quoted that in the New Testament context context, they wanted to stone him. So they didn't they didn't they didn't get mad at Jesus for saying that. He's just an anointed man that's coming to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's cool. But the moment they brought in race, he brought in like, hey, we got to accept the Gentiles. We got to accept the people that don't look like us. And we got to love them the same way I love you. Mm. That's when they wanted to stone them. That's when they wanted to kill them. So 
that being said is that Jesus did attack race and the way I attack it is asking my white brothers and sisters to speak up for and to acknowledge and to uh, uh, the systemic racist that's going on right now in this country mm-hmm. all for the simple fact of the church being united instead of segregated because church is the most segregated um, on, a, on once a week is the most segregated time the church the club's not segregated nothing segregated um, but uh, the church is mm-hmm. so that's just a overall long way of how I approach it but I can be more specific but right. yeah yeah uh, MLK said that mm. What do you say? He said he said eleven o'clock on Sunday is the most segregated hour in America. Mm-hmm. And research shows, like recent research shows, no, like that is now. still the case. Yeah. Um, like you said, the club, our schools, our yeah. jobs, every area of activity mm-hmm. is more progressive yep. than the church. Than the church. How does that happen? That is my problem. That is my, because I'm a minister. It's not your problem. Uh, not my problem, but that's the problem I have. That's yeah. the frustration I have. Oh, that's the have. frustration that you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, why, so, and that's that's one thing that I've, like, that has me, that had me questioning a lot of things mm-hmm. pertaining to the faith. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I broke away from church as mm-hmm. far as, like, membership. I don't believe yeah. in membership at this point in time where I'm at. I, I don't my, believe in that either. In, no. in my faith. Yeah. Um, because like, and I've, I've shared this before, but like, you know, when, when Mike Brown and like all that stuff was going on, all the, mm-hmm. all these brothers was getting killed and it was getting you know, it's big cases on TV and, you know, you know, all the stuff that's going viral. And I'm just like, <clears throat> where, where are the white people at? Mm-hmm. Not just white people. Where are the white Christians? Now that's, that's the thing with me. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, everybody else, but the Christians, like we're mm-hmm. supposed to be family. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, according to this word, we are yeah, exactly. We're supposed to be brothers and sisters. We're supposed to be, mm-hmm. but when, ha- when, when, how, and where? Mm-hmm. I don't see it. And I and I was thinking, and I hate saying this, mm-hmm. but this is where I was at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Based upon my research. I was like, and it, it wasn't super extensive, but it was like yeah. over the course of about a year and a half mm-hmm. before I was doing this podcast. I was like, bro, is racism more powerful than the Holy Spirit? Mm. That's a good question. Because according to the evidence, mm-hmm. I would deduct in my human mind, mm-hmm. not in my spiritual self, in my human scientific analytical self. Mm hmm. I would come to the conclusion that racism is stronger than the Holy Spirit, Mm. because if you say you have the Holy Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit, that means we are of -hmm. the same essence. Mm -hmm. We should be on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. We should be vibing together on a level that no one else, not even my cousin or what. If Mm -hmm. my cousin is a Muslim and I'm a Christian, they don't got the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. according to our belief system. That I don't have the same connection that me and you, Mister mm-hmm. whatever your name is, yeah. white Mexican, whatever you are. Mm-hmm. If we had the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. the power of God in us at the same time, mm-hmm. we should easily be able to connect. We should. the the mm-hmm. The surface <laughs> should have no bearing on mm-hmm. our relationship, our interaction, even on Sunday. And day to day, but especially on Sunday, because that's mm-hmm. our time to come together. Exactly, but it's worse. 
But it's worse. So mm-hmm. I'm like, even worse dog, now. Man. Yeah. Like now. Yeah. No. Goodness. Now. Right yeah. now. Like yeah. recent research. Yeah. Now it is worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, bro, racism is strong. I was like, something. Something isn't lining up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either all these people ain't really Christians. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cause there's hypocrisy, like you said. Yeah, it's hypocrisy. It's, it's hypocrisy. Yeah. You cannot think that you're more elite than another person, uh, than another Christian. No, not just another person, another another Christian. Christian, mm-hmm. you better than your brother. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see me as your brother, mm-hmm. then you not. Are you a Christian? Yeah. You see, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Where my reasoning. So mm-hmm. it's like, and, and I know that nothing is stronger than the Holy Spirit. No, nothing in this world. No, what this you universe. said was on point, though. You know what I mean? But I'm just like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, let me let me get off my soapbox, bro. Like, what do you? How do you feel about that? All oh, that was said, no. man. You you thinking that thought came from a jaded thought? Yep. And it came from a frustrated thought, and it, you know. And like, man, what's going on with this? And not, but not just Jay, it was like it was <clears throat> what I was seeing. Yeah, it wasn't just that I that I wanted to be mm-hmm. that way. I was just like, man, what I'm observing mm-hmm. is not lining up with what I read in the scriptures. And the specific thought I'm I'm talking about is when you said that, um, when you said that, um, you said, man, you know, is is racism is stronger than a Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, be honest with you you're not far off from that because the most powerful force in the universe is the human will mm. and so and i know it sounds like nothing nothing's more powerful than god right and what he wills at the same time the most powerful force in the universe is the human will mm. god gave us that power to choose and to like literally um and yeah manifest. And, yeah and to really to like really choose that mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> and the, and the reason why I say that is because it's powerful. Like God will show you His truth. The young rich ruler, for instance, mm-hmm. He says He tests him. You know this, this, and that, and this, and this, and that. And have you did this? He says I've done it all. He says one more thing. He went at his heart. He says take all your riches, take all your wealth, and give it to the poor, and follow me. He basically said, man, abandon your life in order to come. Mm-hmm. Follow me. And the young rich ruler, he believed this is the way, but his will, he says, you know what? He made a choice. He saw the truth. He saw the way. He saw the life, but he made a choice and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? That was the powerful that shows you that you can know, you can be enlightened, but you can choose not to actually uh, follow that. Um, That being said is that that's the beauty about the grace of God, that man, he, the the scandal of, of God that he... He works with even in our hearts, like the imperfections or the like the imperfections in the heart, meaning that the best example I can find is when a racist founder of the church who was Peter, his name was Peter. Peter was racist. Yeah. All right. It's the first time I heard this. Yeah. Expound. Expound. You know, Peter dealt with racism for some reason. Very, very, diff- very hard. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, in Acts chapter 10. The whole point of the vision of why Peter got um, a vision. He was hungry, waiting for food to be cooked. And the Jews had a certain type of culture where they don't eat certain foods, pork and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Peter was on top of the roof when the Lord gave him a vision. And he saw all these animals that was, Mm. was not supposed to be touched. Okay. 
and he was like they were considered unclean they were right? considered unclean mm-hmm. and the Lord says get up and eat and Peter was like no no way I'm not going to touch those unclean things mm. and he then the Lord just checked him on that he says everything I made you know whatever I forgot what he said but he says something but really what Peter was talking about is like man he was talking about a people group no way I'm not going to touch no unclean people he was it wasn't zealous for holding up the rituals he was a fisherman he wasn't he didn't know he didn't study mm. the religious so uh, you know uh hours so later was that yeah. racism or was that just following the law um no it wasn't he, peter wasn't just a dude who followed the law he was an untaught man he was a fisherman all about his business he did have those religious, but he knew the Jewish, law though. he knew the, he knew law, the jewish the jewish culture and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff yeah at the same time, he he's the people that was considered untaught. The people that was, it wasn't the type of people you would look at him. Oh, that man upholds the law. Yeah, he observes certain. You know, it's more of a cultural tradition than a person who is devout. And the Lord made a separation from that mm. when he said this. Cornelius, he went over to Cornelius' house, who was a Gentile. You know, who was not a a a. But he says Cornelius was a devout man to God. See, there's a difference. He was mm. he was the devout man of God, but he was a Greek. And after he had that vision, Cornelius met him and uh, met Peter. Peter went down there and went over his house, and the Holy Spirit went on went on uh, Cornelius' house. They saw it, all got filled with the Holy Spirit, and Peter was blown away. Went back and told his Jewish homeboys, "Say, man, the same way we got filled with the Holy Spirit, these." These uh, Gentiles got filled with the Holy Spirit, so God is pouring out on all people. That being said, he still had racism and prejudice in his heart. When Paul, years later, confronted Peter for the hypocrisy, Mm. he would act like he's cool with the Gentiles when his Jewish homies wasn't around. Mm. But when his, his Jewish homies came around, he treated them and neglected them like dogs. And Paul says, listen, you're not representing the gospel at all doing this, being prejudiced. Mm. So he's filled with the spirit. He's reading the word. He's the first person to start the New Testament church. And he saves 3,000 people in his first sermon. But he still got a little bit of prejudice in his heart. Mm. And it just shows you that the Lord is working. And that's a beauty about his grace that mm. compares to no other religion, that he's working with the imperfections, even the hatred in some people's heart. And we ask ourselves, man, how can that do be a believer? We need to ask ourselves, how can we be a believer? Word. Because we all dirt and we all got some, we all stain, but the only difference is we covered by the blood of Jesus. Mm. So, that's yeah. deep. Yeah. That's deep. That's a good connection that you just made right there, bro. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. That being said is that, yeah, I, I observe it. And mm. I think the reason why you see that, why, why is my Christian brothers and sisters are not, speaking up for blacks it's because i believe it's something jesus warned about a long time ago politics you know what i mean he's he's political Mm -hmm. um a political political creates elitism you know it, it creates superiority like we have this superiority context if you have the more power you have the more clout you're the founding members of a nation you're founding members of a of a or, or you take over a nation. The Jewish people were founding members of the faith. You know, they, that's why they worshiped Abraham. Jesus confronted them and said, hey, listen, blah, blah, blah. He says, come on, we're Abraham's descendants. He says, and Jesus said, if you was Abraham's descendants, 
you 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 would have uh, did what they did. Abraham was looking towards me, and they got pissed at him. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's saying they had this elitism of their culture because there was the founding members, there was a founding people group. The Lord chose the Jews to represent Him. Eventually, spread to every other people group, but they had pride. No different from North America, they came over here, took over the land, enslaved a whole bunch of people. Then they installed their religion at the same time as they did that. Mm-hmm. Then throughout culture, they're they're the founding members or whatever of this new new world so they hold this entitlement this elitism then they become true believers in jesus christ and they they uh and they still carry some of the little bit of the residuals of of entitlement superiority they happen to be white so it's white superiority so mm-hmm. white supremacy mm-hmm. in the christian faith you know so yeah i think that is part of it that's the reason mm-hmm. why they have that That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. I want to unpack so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I want to stay true to the format, though, that I'm trying to establish. But, man, mm-hmm. let me dive into it. Mm-hmm. So they so that they come over to America. Mm-hmm. They, um, they use religion mm-hmm. as a justification of killing any non-white people mm-hmm. as in the natives yeah and so they do that under manifest destiny which was sanctioned by the church by the pope mm-hmm. um and they bring over africans mm-hmm. as first as indentured servants and then it was like nah it's a slavery just y'all in perpetuity you are i own you forever you know mm-hmm. what i mean and your family <laughs> and, and your kids mm-hmm. um but you will never have anything to do with me. Actually, I don't even consider you a man right now. Mm. You're three-fifths of a human. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they set up a government. They set up a whole society mm-hmm. where they dominate every area of activity. Exactly. Um, education and entertainment, economics, labor law, yep. politics, everything. religion, sex, war. They, they dominate everything. Mm-hmm. Now... When they become Christians, mm-hmm. when they have the Holy Spirit, if they have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. how do you operate in both? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I am I begging the question or what am yeah. I? <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that's the that's the thing about it is that just same with us. Man. Well, well, how do you how do we? Uh, I just, I just. We're different. Like I, yeah. I just have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? They're Christians, but they're they're kind of right. Like they're kind of white supremacists. Yeah. I I just can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I cannot. I cannot deal with a white. I just I feel like if you're a white supremacist, you're not a, you're not a Christian. Yeah. If you practice, it's it's kind of like just like what what the Bible mm-hmm. says. Because to me, if you are a racist, that is evil. Mm-hmm. You practice evil, yeah, and you don't do anything about evil. Mm-hmm. That's like me saying, and it's like if you we got to be consistent to the scripture. Just kind of yeah, like yeah. a, and it's and it's no disrespect to anybody. Like if you're a liar, yeah, yeah, and you practice lying, mm-hmm. 
like what does it say about liars as far as the kingdom mm-hmm. they will not inherit the kingdom they not inherit the kingdom yeah. now if I lie mm-hmm. and you catch me in a lie and I'd be like well this this is what I do so you can that's mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. This is what I do. This is this is just me. Mm-hmm. My dad used to lie. My grandpa used to lie. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. In the realm of Christianity, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to repent. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, if you catch me in a lie, like man, you know what? I'm I'm sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Mm-hmm. What What did I tell you? All right, bro. Look. What 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 did I take? Mm-hmm. What did I steal? I'm I'm gonna give it back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, bro, please accept my apology. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to repent. Mm-hmm. If there's no repentance, if there's no changing of action, if there's if there's no changing of thought, speech, and action mm-hmm. when it comes to racism and white supremacy, mm-hmm. you're just practicing mm-hmm. evil, bro. Well, a pure white supremacist won't receive the grace of God. They won't receive the gospel. A pure white supremacist. They, they, here go the difference. One will use it with the ill will versus and justify his righteousness that's still not receiving it you're still wielding this sword around mm-hmm. and chopping people's head off and t- you know using it for leverage to control people mm-hmm. or a people group or or you won't receive it at all but what i'm talking about is like a person like peter who was ignorant like when paul called himself the worst of sinners mm-hmm. and he felt like he was the chief of sinners but he says, because I did my stuff in ignorance, God shown his grace on me. Like he's saying, because I did my stuff in ignorance. Now, there's a difference between white supremacy. You can have a superiority mentality. Even as a Christian, black or white, I can feel like I'm better than a non-Christian. And I did that. It's called self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. And God was still working with me in that. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. That was my ignorance. But I had to grow. And mm. as we grow, then those things get confronted. Then we like, dang. Because I know some people... What, nothing makes me more angry than a Christian who is ignorant and lack empathy towards me, towards mm-hmm. black folks, mm-hmm. towards the history of this country, and to uh, and and have that superiority mentality. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by that because I grew up mainly was in more white churches, and I got mm-hmm. many many many, uh, many talks. That being said, is that I've seen a lot of white people who grew in the faith because the area in their life they didn't grow in mm. they grew up with anger they grew up with racism because they was, grew up in that home and they received jesus but then they heard a black dude tell tell their testimony and about racism all of a sudden they repented end up being best friends mm. with some black people and stuff like that and realized how wrong that was mm. it was true repentance yeah so that's a different type of heart um the, so we gotta yeah we gotta test the, we gotta test the spirit yeah we gotta look for the fruit Look for the fruit. So that's a, that's the difference. That's Word. the only di- difference. Right. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you entertaining me on that one because I, <laughs> I needed I needed some answers, man. You helped me, especially that man that the story about Peter, man. That's yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. That's heavy, bro. I appreciate that. Um. So we're we're kind of getting into it. So um, within the Christian worldview, um, morality. Mm-hmm. Where do we get our sense of morality? What's mm-hmm. the basis? What's the foundation of that? Well, the foundation of that is the characteristics of God himself. Okay. You know, and it's it's the character of God is explained throughout scripture. And that's where we get our moral compass from. Not only that, but uh, whether you're a non-believer or not, we believe the author of a conscious, the difference between right and wrong, feeling guilty, feeling sorrowful, feeling repentive, 
even a worldly sense of sorrow or repentance. We believe that comes from our God that we serve um, in the context of Christianity. So our moral compass come from God himself, his character, who he is. Mm -hmm. Not so much uh, laws and rules and all that. It's just, that's where we get it from. We believe he's compassionate, so we should have compassion. Mm -hmm. You know, we believe he values life. Therefore, we should value life. Mm. You know, so we believe he is faithful. So we should be faithful in our marriage to whatever, um, to our homies, to our friends. Should be faithful. We should be honest, because God was so just. We believe He's just, meaning He's fair. He treats everybody the same, including His own people in the Old Testament, that He called out His own people that He protected, He loved, and He chose. If they did the same thing as other pagan nations, they got the same type of judgment. Mm -hmm. That's how fair He was. So. The characteristic of who God is throughout Scripture is where we get our moral compass. Mm -hmm. But our human consciousness, you know, even helps us with that. Mm -hmm. If it don't, if it doesn't get numb or seared off, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where our moral compass come from. It's the characteristic of who He is, not a whole bunch of rules and list of what we think is right, but what He what He deems is right. So in Christianity, there is sin. Mm -hmm. So where do we get our definition of sin? <sighs> it's weird is because sin you know the real meaning of what sin is is missing a mark mm -hmm. you know so what is what how do we know what our mark is mm -hmm. our mark that is a good question um our mark is fine actually our mark uh it's like i said the characteristic of god his character who he is and what he does and the fact that in matter of fact the classic Ten Commandments or something like that. It's showing all this, his moral law and how he is. And that whole point of that is to bring us to the end of ourselves and say, man, we know we're near like that. Sometimes we are, but sometimes we're not. Mm -hmm. And uh, we miss that every single time. And uh, and that's, that's, it. that's missing the mark. And it's not so much, sin is not so much of a, just like a sinful behavior. Sin is actually trying to get back in the right position without God's help you know what I mean we miss mm -hmm. that every single time the true definition of sin is trying to live a life how God intended us to live without him mm -hmm. which is retarded you know lot logical not I mean it's not even logical like if you just reason with that thought it's like trying to you know it's trying to be an NBA player without picking up a basketball mm. you know so that's where missing the mark is kind of sin what sin is What's so cool about it is the people who do the Bible project. They break down these words real good of what truly mean what it truly means, and it just blows my mind every single time. Mm. You know, so let's go over those Ten Commandments, bro. <laughs> do you know them by heart? I don't. I Give don't. me, I know three of them. <laughs> three of them. I know. <laughs> Should not steal. Okay. Should not commit murder. Mm-hmm. Should not um, lie or false make a false uh, witness. Um, okay, you on you on to it. Yep. Should not use the Lord God name in vain. Mm. I mean, you you know this. Hold on. Um, what was that one? That what was the other one? Should not should not commit adultery. I think mm. is one of them. Um, I think that's that's the ones I know by heart. 
<laughs> that was good. That was good, bro, because you almost did all of them. So I think this is all what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Yep. Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image. Mm -hmm. Um. I.e. pictures of white Jesus. Um, exactly. Or those crosses with little rosaries with Jesus hanging on there. Um, mm -hmm. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Mm -hmm. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm -hmm. Honor thy father and mother. That's great. That's a commandment. Honor yeah. your father and your mother. Yeah, that's, that's big. Man. Um, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false, false witness against their neighbor, um, thou shalt not cover their neighbor their neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's servants, animals, basically your their possessions. Mm -hmm. Um that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. And it's all about people. I yeah, mean, look at that. Yep. Treat people Treat right, people man. Right. Love God, love people. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, that's what I like to say. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, love that's God, simple. love people. Simple. That's simple. <laughs> that's what it is. That sums up all the. At commandments, our church, bro. what we say is him, you, them. That's it. You know what I mean? You say, you say what? We say him, you, them. I'll break that down. Break that you down. know, it's uh, we believe those three words define, you know, the human existence and purpose. You mm. Know? Mm. It's all about knowing him, being with him, and as you being transformed, and we call it to reflect him. Yeah. And after that, we out there to reach them people love yeah. people so it's love god love people just in a fancy way Word. so people can ask that question so we Word. can get in that conversation i like it i like it so going on we we um around in third base and we're on our way home destiny mm -hmm. um what does christianity say about our destiny that's mm -hmm. you know death afterlife mm -hmm. reincarnation what what are we working with when it comes mm -hmm. to christianity and our final destiny Mm -hmm. Or our ultimate destiny, I should say. Ultimate destiny. Yeah. Christianity, our destiny is um, um, <clears throat> to keep it simple is that we believe in afterlife. We believe that actually eternity starts now. And uh, we're, we're, when we die out of these bodies, our spirit goes and our soul goes to home where we believe Jesus prepared for us, mm -hmm. which is heaven a new heaven and a new earth eventually. Mm -hmm. And that's what we believe. We believe eternal life, um, a true life is eternal life. But everybody lives eternally. You know what I mean? Everybody, ex I should say this, everybody, we believe in Christianity, everybody exists eternally. Mm -hmm. Everybody exists. Is either you, you eternal death or eternal life. Mm. And that's crazy. And all death is, for instance, John seventeen three. Jesus is praying to the Father, and he defines what life is, eternal life specifically. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you through me, mm. that you are the only true God. Mm. So know, that word know is genosko in Greek, meaning to intimately be acquainted with him, to know him, be in relationship with him. In order to be in right relationship with him, you got to be in right standing with him. Mm. In order to be right standing with him, you got to... You got to receive his salvation through faith, the grace that he offers. Mm. That being said, is that that's knowing and know, him knowing you is life, like in a relationship with God. So eternal life is being in a relationship with God. Word. Eternal death is not having at all 
any a relationship with God. It's yeah. being separated from God. Mm-hmm. So you still existing eternally. It's just that either with or without him. Mm-hmm. So that's what we believe. So that's why our relationship with God don't start when we die. It starts now once we receive him, mm-hmm. even on earth. And what we do now affects eternity. Not heaven or hell issue, but just in general. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Is there any reincarnation involved? Yeah, the only reincarnation to happen is when uh, <laughs> you're born again, mm-hmm. but only in the spirit. So Nicodemus asked that question. How can I be reincarnated? Like, that don't even make sense. How can I go back in my mother's womb? And it's like, no, in your spirit. But no, no reincarnation. We get new bodies, though. Work. You know, in a new heaven, a new earth. Mm. You know, so glorified bodies. You know. That's so, what's up, man. That's the beauty. That's the hope we live for. That's what's the beauty. That's why we named our church Ever Hope Church. It's mm. not, you know, it's no hope. It's no greater hope than a hope that lasts forever. Yeah. In Romans 5, 5, the Lord says, like, he says, I mean, uh, Paul's talking about hope, and but he talks about eternal life, and he says, now this hope, talking about the hope when Jesus returned, um, he said, this hope don't disappoint. So you reverse engineer that. He's saying there is hope that we can hope for this, hope for a bigger house and hope for a beautiful marriage, hope for that. And I believe we should we should be hopeful. But that at the same time, hope in this life is not always guaranteed, mm. you know, but hope for the next life in the cup with the covenant with Jesus is for sure. He's going to hold up his bargain It's guaranteed. Mm. So it's ever hope, everlasting hope. So that's what drives us to live for today. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I noticed in the New Testament church that they had this urgency. They didn't know the time and date when Jesus comes, so they had this urgency to behave a certain way because of this hope. Mm. They say, one day we're going to be with him. He can come back at any time. He's not telling us the time because he want us. He don't want us to know the time mm-hmm. so we can remain on point. Mm-hmm. So what it did is drive them to love. It, drives, it, it, it drove them to forgive <clears throat> and to not be racist, racist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To love the neighbor and to just tell people about this wonderful hope, this everlasting hope. Mm. So that's the Christian faith. It's what we live for. You know, it's not living for a fifty-four million dollar jet so we can travel nice. You know, you got ministers out there. I thought that was a part of the. That, that was <laughs> so, a part of the contract. That was part. No, that's, no, that's, that's not that's a part not. of the signing bonus for mm-hmm. becoming a Christian. Oh no, God. that's that's terrible representation of Christianity. Man, hold up, I might be on the wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> so. I've just been very educational for y'all that's listening. Um, and even me, as I ascribe to Christianity, I've been learning. So I appreciate you, brother. Oh, man. Thank man, you. For real, for real. Um, so you've given us a lot of information. Um, whoever's listening to this, like if they wanted to become a Christian, like mm-hmm. what what are the steps that they can take right now? The steps that you can take is here, first of all, in order to, in order to become a Christian, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, it's about having faith, meaning trust in God. But faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So, hmm. and um, the Word of God is the message of God. It's His story of Jesus. And um, if you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, just the gospel message. If you believe in the gospel message, and you forfeit your belief, that is blocking you from the belief of the gospel message by repenting. That's 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 all I'm saying, man. You know what? I done wrong my thoughts according to what I thought of what existence is and what life is about is wrong 
after hearing the message of Jesus Christ. So mm. I forfeit that and I receive this message of what life is supposed to be. Mm. And you receive that with a banded heart. Then you receive that, you believe that, and uh, you can enter the kingdom of God and start your relationship with the Lord. And it grows and grows and grows. So, mm. yeah. Dope. Yeah. Man, um, we're gonna wrap this up with the Fab Five. I don't think I did this. I don't. Even, I didn't even have this developed back when we recorded nah. episode. Was it eleven or twelve or something like that? Because you was yeah. You was I, was, back I, was, in I was early, an early bird. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, I was yeah. an early bird in this. Yeah, that was a uh, www.seasonharvestbreakthrough.com. He's <laughs> talking about the church and yeah. Some uh some type of hope that they was throwing out there that wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. <laughs> what Paul was talking about. But um yeah, let me hit you with the Fab Five. What's your favorite genre of music? My favorite genre of music, dang, is, uh it's definitely um it's hard to explain. Uh, it's is right now it's definitely hip hop. Okay. So what artist or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Um artist that made me fall in love with hip hop was um it was NWA, it's digital underground. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day and uh Ice Cube and um yeah Dr. Dre, the whole Easy E. That's yeah. what I, I was I, I was introduced to the Fat Boys back in the day. Mm. Kumo D. Um Kumo D, you took it back right yeah. there. Yeah, that's back in the that's when I first heard hip hop and it yeah. stuck out to me. I started making my first rhymes when I was like seven years old. Yeah. And uh yeah, we start freestyling all these raps that we heard. So yeah. yeah. Old school hip hop. Is it any album in particular that just sticks out to you? That sticks out to me in general. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to my wife today and um, about in the hip hop realm that it's um, it's a couple albums. Obviously, all eyes on me with Tupac mm. as a young younger kid. Um, that was powerful. But um, throughout high school, it was more the like. Rockefeller was killing it. Mm-hmm. So it was the Blueprint. Mm-hmm. None of the Blueprint, the Dynasty album. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak, um, Benny Siegel. Benny Siegel. Word. So, yeah. Word. At that time, that's back in the day. But now, right now, um, right now, I'm, I listen to a lot of Christian artists. A lot of mm-hmm. Christian, Christian. I'm careful what I listen to because, same way, I believe in spiritual health, physical health. Careful. Just like, and the person that's health conscious is careful what he lets in his body. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm careful what lets in my mind and my spirit. At the same time, I still eat, nibble on a little junk food every now and then. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, as a noun, I'm listening to like uh, the Pusher T Daytona album. Mm-hmm. That was hot. And uh, Kanye West album. I like Kanye West's Ye album for the sound. Mm. Like just sonically, I like it. it, it it's, it's creative sonically, but. Other than that, it's, it's not really nothing to listen to, like his lyrics and stuff like that. But Yeah, I skimmed through the Ye album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't boycott Ye? No, nah, I'm not a boycotter. <laughs> I don't boycott anything, yeah. except for white supremacy. No. <laughs> well, yes, yes, true. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, I, no, I don't even boycott white supremacy because I'm, I'm surrounded by it. But to be real, but um, no, nah, I'm not going to boycott Ye. I'm not going to boycott a black person. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. You that's know good. what I mean? Like, uh, but I, I'm, I I'm like gonna, that. I'm gonna not mess with you because of whatever reason, but not yeah. just because, like, like I don't, I'm not listening to Ye's music like that mm-hmm. because I skimmed through it and what I heard is what I expected, mm-hmm. and what I expected 
was something that wasn't the yay that I, I know. He's fell in love with. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just like, this is more of this yay. It's manic yay. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's manic yay, and it's just like, bro, it, it hurts. Yeah. It hurt as a fan, bro. It hurts me to see him in that in that state. Yeah. And he's not going to get help because he doesn't want help. He's not surrounded by people that want to help him. No. Everybody just wants to benefit yes, from him. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, so I'm not boycotting him. I just can't listen to mm-hmm. him, bro, because it hurts. Yeah. And I know that it's sad. It's, it's very sad. Um, the but he's it, the most inspirational person. I just want to be real with you. Okay. It, even as a as a Christian, he's I'm an artist in all areas, music. Mm-hmm. Videography, clothing, creative, whatever. So I relate to a lot of Kanye West, to be honest with you. I don't agree with everything he has. The dude has a mental illness. It's mm-hmm. real. Let's not judge him as a sober thinker. That being said, is that he's one of the most inspirational dude when it comes to creativity that mm-hmm. I've known. Yeah. I've seen him change the game. Like if you I'm talking about clothing. Yeah. He leaked into the church. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at everything, this dude is literally all the Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, he actually on that level. Yeah, it's Steve Jobs. Like when it comes to this, the 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 music we hear now is because of that 808s crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just crazy what he done. No, nah, right. his, his imprint on the game is undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. And so even streetwear. Yeah, you know, yeah. Fear of God. I don't know if you know. Oh, uh, uh, Jerry Lorenzo. Anyway. Yeah. Nah, man. Like his his imprint on culture is undeniable. You Dude's know? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, word. Question number two. Yeah. Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to it's hard to say specifically one movie. Oh, I know. Do the right thing did. Mm. You know, that hit me hard. It was do the right thing. Spike as Lee a, as a young kid. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm X. Spike Lee hit me hard. My dad loved Love Spike, Spike Lee, Lee, bro. So it was it was a lot of Spike Lee movies, but Do the Right Thing really hit me when Radio Rahim got choked out by that police officer. Yeah. And uh, and it dealt with the culture. It just made me woke because it was a New York multi-ethnic, mm-hmm. just police just in their city. Mm-hmm. I was in Portland at that time. My dad, all my dad's stories of him growing up, Mississippi, L.A. And um, that was one of that was one of the key movies that that got me. And Jesus of Nazareth, as a young kid, it was mm-hmm. that old school nineteen blue eyed Jesus, <laughs> looking scary as all get up. Mm-hmm. I know that affected me, too. And uh, that's that's old school. I'm just talking about those early imprints in my life. Yeah. Was uh, what else was? Oh yeah, I grew up off like man, shoot, uh, kid and play house parties. Man. Yeah. Yeah. How did house party affect your life, brother? Man, I wanted to look fly and fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to look fly and fresh and be trendy. I felt like back in the day, man, they did, they just kind of broke all the rules. They didn't care what nobody think. That's what I love about the culture is that they uh. They they just like hey it's 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 where it's where our suspenders like this or our corduroys or let's 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 tuck in our shirts and let the back let it hang out a little bit wear these mm. bright colors and mm. stuff let's grow up our hair and do it any kind of way we want yeah let's put you know that's what I love about the black culture that's why I'm proud of my culture is because we we if you look at it today American culture is black culture oh yeah like you, you hear it everywhere I grew, I grew up in the suburbs white suburbs might I add and I've seen how Wu-Tang affected a suburban white mom to what like suburban white mom she didn't know it mm-hmm. even uh, I seen I, I just seen it I seen I was over here in the country 
Barlow School. You know, have you heard of Barlow High School? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep, deep in Gresham. Mm -hmm. um, pulling out of that kind of that neighborhood with SUV back in 2002, 2003, when cats first started talking about 20-inch rims mm -hmm. and all that time. You know, I was like, dang, it's affecting, you know, hip-hop, black culture is affecting even out here in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyway, so yeah, like, you know, I grew up off those, you know, movies that affected me. Mm -hmm. Um I'm, and I'm talking about obviously all the positive effects, not the negative effects. But, Word. But yeah. That's what's up, man. Question number three. When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? When I start to feel overwhelmed, I de-stress. To be honest with you, I uh, my wife knows it. So I begin to smash out, start creating. Mm. So I create either music, sound or I create design logos. So mm -hmm. the more you see designs on, on, on my social media, that's how that you means Luel's going through it. <laughs> no, nah, he's just... No, that's, but that's, that's, that's how no, I, I deal with you. it. That's better than what I used to deal with it. But no, nah, yeah, that's how that's, I deal with it. That, and I just finally cry out to the Lord. Word. And it feels good every time. That's yeah. what's up. Question number four, what book would you recommend everyone to read right now? <laughs> the Bible. Of course, I'm going to say that. No, nah, but... um. I actually not a big reader. That's why mm -hmm. I'm glad you you uh, plugged audio. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, the Audible, Audible yeah. is yeah. that what it is? I'm yeah, say Audible, <laughs> Audible, Audible.com/slash/sxsndls. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you for that segue, yes. my brother. Oh yes, man. Yeah. Audible is what's up. I know a lot of pastors and leaders. They they even uh, they don't got time to read books. They mm -hmm. they listen to them though. That's mm -hmm. the new wave. But um, I don't know uh, a book at a time. I tell you um. Most recent, just to grab it out, is a book called um, Habit. You know, it's mm. powerful. I forgot who it was written by. It's called Habits, but it talks about the, how how you create habits, how habits are formed, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the neurons in the brain, how it's formed, and all that type of stuff. And it's a great, great book. Uh, I read most of it, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, last question. Mm. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? My message I want communicated mm -hmm. that he he kept trying and he kept going and he made an impact on so many people. Mm. And to this day, um, people are affected by his life, including his own kids and his wife. Mm. So, Word. Yeah. Simply put. Yeah. Well put in work. <laughs> That's it. Well put in work. <laughs> on his tombstone. That's right. Man. Well, brother, once again, man, I appreciate you for coming through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Chopping it up and yeah. enlightening us tonight, man. For real. Yeah. For real. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anything uh, you want to say about, you know, what you got going on with Everhope Church and, you know, your progress and mm -hmm. development? Yes. Um, if you want more information, I'm a church planter, like he said, of Everhope Church in uh, East Portland. And um, if you want information, we pull we put out a lot of content. We go live every other week and sometimes every week. Um, we also um, we put out so much content. We have a podcast called Out of Our Minds podcast. Check that out. But if you go to everhope.church, you can get all of our content there and uh, find me there. And they have all of our social medias. And uh, you, you'll, get, you'll get blessed by it. You'll get inspired by it, whether you're in the faith or not, because it's creative stuff and it's cool stuff. So so on the social medias, how can they holler at you? You can go to um, social media. You can go to lu.el.fantroy, F-A-N-T-R-O-Y. 
or you can go to Everhope Church. Um, I sort of Troy Lou Solutions, mm-hmm. that one too. I got so many, but I'm I'm kind of I'm focusing all in right now mm-hmm. on this church plant. So so on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is, is Everhope Church. Yeah, Everhope okay. Church. Yep. I'm not much on Twitter, but if okay. you go to Everhope Church, you can go to Everhope Church. Look up Everhope Church on Facebook. I'm the only Everhope Church in the world. Word. Looked it up, so I'm about to trademark that name as well. It's all that's one word, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's up, bro. Put that word. Yeah. yeah, man. So, uh, and if you want to highlight the boy, you know what it is. It's at Twitter at SXSNDLS. On Instagram at sxsndls, my personal Instagram Emmanuel since eighty five. On Facebook, my government Emmanuel Williams. Um, so once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, and history and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. And that's what we did today, man. Yeah, Luell brought it unapologetically. Uh, come on, man. Sound a little monotone, but I'm tired. <laughs> It's all good, man. You brought it, man. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Grace and peace to y'all. We'll holler at you next week. Look, my pack loud. I ain't talking cannabis. Every day we shining, boy, but we rock no ambulance. I don't need the paparazzi popping with the can clips. The sun changed our features, and I'm trying to see how tan I get. Could care less what color that phantom in. I see how the stars wore Anakin. Whips, chains, boy, I'm not a slave. The sun rose from the grave and he clothed me like a mannequin. It costs death, boy, it's Fendi to be spent for you. Degree to some degree, that's why it's Fendi with that jiffy. Contentment always pending, that was trending, now it's lending. Hearts to bitter ending, be my visibility. Uh, be my visibility with no ifs, ands, buts. And the ball goes with that chain in that wrist hand cuff. All you see is the gold rope, holy bezel. Like that vanity ain't so regretful, chasing them. Yeah, they own that. Yeah, they chase them. But it's all vain. It's all vain. So they live for it. They just want it all. But it's all vain. It's all vain. Talk to them. I see them shining with their chains. They in bondage to the limelight. That shining is a chain. They claim they born for it. Shining's in their veins. But if it ain't for his glory, that shining is in vain. That's just some of life's entendres. There's two ways to live. Life's an entendre. They don't get it. They think I'm making noise. But there's no power behind it. Like exhaust pipes on Hondas. Yeah. But au contraire, the word I'm sitting on is a gold mine player. There's no reason to doubt, and if you do, you can't sleep in this house like old time shares. <laughs> it's only for his family. I'm cool, I'm chillin'. Just me and the breeze. Yeah. Hashtag and I freeze. They got ecclesiastical swagger. It's all vanity. Yeah, they on that. Yeah, they chase them. It's all vain. It's all vain. They live for me. They just want it all. But it's all vain. It's all vain. Talk to them. Yeah, they on that. Yeah, they chase them. But it's all vain. It's all vain. Mm. So they live for it. And they just want it all. But it's all vain. Talk to him. Since Rob 
the world blind without a trace And beauty flees from her face like a getaway As gravity pulls, elasticity grab descending gradually You're as easy on the eye as some pepper spray While in the meantime, between the two gates over your grave You spend your life on earth accumulating things like leaves Adam and Eve use the cover flaws We forgot in our heart we do the same, call them costumes By any means or any measure or any way You are that grass that withers, you see that flower fade And not a jewel on earth can cover all mistakes Like spraying perfume over an open grave You thought over all things, I'm blood-covered raw meat Thoughts spring to rip out as dry as some saltines Pray you see the cross of Christ as an offering For all need is grace, be your offspring of faith over oh,